episode of Spawned is brought to you by my wonderful nursery rhyme collection from Silver Dolphin Books, a treasury of classic nursery rhymes, each gorgeously illustrated by a different modern artist. Hello and welcome to Spawned, a common sense and hopefully fun discussion on parenting and parenting culture. Hi, I'm Kristen Chase. I'm Liz Gumpener, and we're the co-founders of CoolMomPicks.com. And on today's episode of Spawned, we'll be talking about living with a mess. Oh, story of my life. So, <laughs> is a little dirt good for you or is that just my own justification? Oh, I can't wait to tackle this one. And then as always, we'll end our show with our cool picks of the week. But first, hey Liz. Liz, how's your summer been? I feel like we've taken uh, a few weeks off here and we're back well, to the swing. We have such a late summer in New York because our kids aren't out of school until like the kids in Nashville until, are like, August. back to school. <laughs> <laughs> so it's still smack in the middle of it. My kids with two of your kids are in summer camp right now, sleepaway camp. I'm missing them terribly. Yes. We're going to see them tomorrow and I can't wait. But we've had a really good summer. We've had some travel and some chill time and some video game time and some hangout in the park time. It's been really nice so far. How about you? Yeah, the same. I feel like this has been one of the best summers and not just because I had two kids away at camp this summer. <laughs> right? You know, my boyfriend has his girls with us a lot of the time over the summer. And when we have all four of them, it's so amazing. But when we're down to one, now I know what you feel like. Like going from four to one, it's like... <laughs> freedom. It's a really different feeling. Yeah, I was only down half. So I was down to 50% of my children. (laughs) 50%. But yes, we've had some vacations, some downtime, some screen time, and then some more screen time. But I'm glad to be back doing Spawned. And thank you so much to everyone who, you know, they were messaging us and sending us emails to ask where we were. We're back. It's nice to be missed. It is. It is. So while I'm missing my kids at sleepaway camp, it's nice to know you were all missing us. But hey, we're here now. Yes. And today we're going to be talking about living with mess. Well, you wrote this amazing piece on Cool Mom Picks that I loved. I I was on vacation when you wrote it. And so I came back and looked at it and I was like, this is good. And it's all about what happened when you stopped making your daughter clean a room. Yeah. You know what? It's been such a thing for us over the last year. And I'm, you know, specifically talking about my oldest, who's 12, in total, in the trenches of tweendom, hangs out in a room. And, you know, you can't see her floor, their clothes everywhere. And it became an issue between us. And so, you know, Mm. I did a little bit of data nerding myself, Liz, and was, you know, trying to find some books and articles. And at just that time, the New York Times had an opinion piece called Should Uh I Make My Daughter Clean Her Room? Yeah. A lot of us read that. Yeah. With great interest. And you know what? (laughs) After reading that and after reading a couple books, you know, we've talked to Jessica Leahy and The Gift of Failure on the show and another book called Brainstorm, which I love. Mm -hmm. I decided to stop making her clean her room. Completely? Completely. Except for making sure she picks up the trash and there's no food products in the room. Her room is her domain. That's good because you don't want like half empty yogurt containers under the bed. What are you talking about? That never happens here, Liz. (laughs) If it were up to my nine-year-old, yeah, that's what would happen with the no cleaning of the room. That would be like free license to have all the food in her room. Well, and you know what? (laughs) After publishing it, so many people commented about feeling bad by their parents when they were younger about being messy. And, you know, I was called a slob by my dad growing up and it, it really stuck with me. And so, you know what? It kind of applies 
applies to more than just rooms. I think when you're raising kids in a house, like you kind of have to address whether you're messy or neat and how that affects how you parent. Don't you think? I do. And I think it's figuring out like where you draw the line because like you said, I think there's a difference between messy and filthy. (laughs) Like disorganized is not the same as dirty, right? Yes, I agree with you. Although some people kind of lump that all together, which I think is completely unfair. Yeah, we don't dust the shelves near often enough, which I should do because I'm highly allergic to dust. We're on like a yearly Christmas celebration with dusting. (laughs) It's like when when you change the batteries in your smoke detector twice a year, you should make a note that that's awesome. Also, when you dust the That's so cabinets. awesome. Dude, you are the next KonMari, Liz. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the magic art of tidying twice a year by Liz Gumbiner. And by the way, I'm going to do that. <laughs> I, I'm going to really do it too. Idea. Sidebar, I'm totally doing it too. It's a great idea. Let's but, do it. All right, back to these articles. You found yeah, a yeah. ton of articles that really talk about how messy people are creative, they're productive. I mean, share share some of what you found. Yeah. So I was poking around the internet. <laughs> There's no shortage of people who are, like us, justifying their own need to <laughs> live with mess. And here's one thing I really liked. There's a guy named Andrew Tate, who's a neuroscientist. Ooh. And he wrote an article at designschool.canva.com, I think, for their blog. We can link to it. And he makes the point that I think a lot of us have seen that geniuses like Einstein had messy desks, right? So messy desk, creative mind. But here's what I also didn't know. Steve Jobs had a really messy office. And I never would have thought that in a million years. I thought he would have been like the American psycho guy, you know, with like (laughs) nothing at all in his room and like one note page completely parallel with the edge of the desk. Like it it shocked me to see the pictures of all the bookshelves, you know, with books tumbling out of them in Steve Jobs' Yeah, I'm not showing my kids that data because I will never live that down. They'll be like, the whole house has to be messy because we're going (laughs) to invent the next million dollar idea, mom. (laughs) So I guess we have to decide what we share with our kids and what we don't here, huh? We want them to be messy, but not permanently. Is that the deal? Yes, Because you're not, I don't think of you as messy. I think of you as really organized. I'm not messy, actually. (laughs) You know, but I was. And I think there are probably a lot of listeners out there that have the same experience. I mean, I don't fit in along with Einstein and Mark Zuckerberg or Steve Jobs, but I'm a smart person and I had a messy desk. I'm very creative. I was very productive. I got all my schoolwork done. You know, I finished college early. My roommate could talk for hours about how messy my room was. And even after college and grad school, I mean, I would leave dishes in the sink for days. So I don't know about you, but for me, it happened when I had kids, especially more kids. I just feel like there's already so much chaos that for me, I just have to have some semblance of order. I don't want to stop my kids from playing and having fun with their toys. So for me, a lot of it is, okay, if I have, you know, certain things in a certain place and I have stuff together, it makes up for all the other chaos that they're creating. Ah, well, I have a sheepish confession to make that I think other people will relate to, which is that I am frequently overwhelmed. I'm just overwhelmed by, you know, running a business and working at home and being a mostly single mom and having all the responsibilities. So the first thing I learned to let go was the dishes. It's like, okay, if there's dishes in the sink, no one will die, right? Yes, it's true. And then the next thing is like the kids' rooms and figuring out to what degree I make them clean up and whether I keep the common spaces clean. So what I find often is that while my house isn't dirty, as you know, there are like piles everywhere. There's like piles of books and piles of mail and piles of kids' stuff. 
And I try to keep everything in its place so I kind of know where it is, but it feels disorganized and overwhelming. And so what I do is I wake up every morning and go, oh, I can't stand this. I'm totally cleaning today. Like every day I go, I can't stand this. This is disgusting. I have to clean today. And then I get through the whole day. I'm working and it's like eight o'clock when I shut down. And by then I'm like, I'm, I'll do it tomorrow. No. And then like two weeks later, I'm like, maybe I should like unpack the bag from my trip in April. <laughs> I have the best intentions to get around to it. And it drives me crazy. I hate seeing all the clutter and all the mess. And I usually feel so good when I tame it. Like I really feel good. I feel accomplished, but it takes me a while to get there. It's like, I just don't prioritize it, honestly. Well, you know, there seem to be better things to do. And, you know, I remember we did a there show. There is Netflix to watch, Kristen. Yes. But you can also <laughs> tidy while doing Netflix, Liz. It's a thing. Netflix and chill. Netflix and chores. I, I can only multitask <laughs> so much here. You're Come asking on. a lot of me. I'm going to try to, I'm going to, I'm going to make Netflix and chores a thing, by the way. Instead of Netflix and chill? Yes. <laughs> That's, I love that. Let's make the shirt. Holding a broom. <laughs> Didn't we have a bunch of ideas from different organizational experts on a Spawned podcast before? We did. Yes, I mean, we did. And there is the idea of just doing it for like 15 minutes a day, right? Isn't there this idea that you just pick your battles, pick something for, you know, 10 minutes or whatever it is, and then do that every day? Because yes. then you sound a little bit like my mom, which isn't a bad thing, but she gets <laughs> oh, overwhelmed. Oh, wait, I don't know if that's No, 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 it's not a bad thing, but she gets overwhelmed, and then what happens is... It's so, so much stuff that she's like, I can't even, I can't even do it. I can't even do it. Well, what I do is honestly, I try to pick a project. Sometimes it's just whatever strikes me that morning. Sometimes it just like my ex used to call it my cleaning frenzies. He'd be like, oh, Liz is in a cleaning frenzy again, where suddenly I'm like, I have to organize everything underneath the kitchen sink now. <laughs> and it just becomes like this one thing. And even if I just tackle that one small project, I feel accomplished. And maybe the next week is the hall closet. Maybe the next week is color coding a bookshelf. So if I have one thing that I've fixed over the course of the week, I usually feel good about it. So maybe that's my version of the 15 minutes. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm not going to lie. It's practically orgasmic when things are like in order. I mean, doesn't <laughs> it feel good like a clean kitchen? I mean, that's pretty hot. Yeah. It's hot I for me. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm like, oh my God. No, you feel really good. So if you go back to Spawned episode 29, <laughs> you can hear the tips that we offer from five top organization experts and we break them down. So if you want to tidy more, there is no shortage of help there. But let's get back to your point about what about not tidy? Well, yeah, what does it teach your kids? That's the problem that I have. Right. It's one thing if you're messy and you're creative and that's awesome. But then, A, you know, what does that teach your kids about, you know, maintaining some sense of order and organization? Like if they don't see yeah. you doing it. I mean, we talked about this with everything, with reading when we talked to LeVar Burton. You know, kids need to see you as the example. So if you're not tidying up, what is that sending to them? If you are pounding 37 beers a night during dinner... <laughs> <laughs> they will pick that up, parents. They will see that and internalize that. Yes, if you're from not. you, Dad. I learned it from watching you. If you're not opening the mail for two weeks, what God, is that God, I hope saying? you guys get our 90s anti-drug PSA references here. <laughs> yes, please. This is your brain on mess. You know, and so that's why for me, I think that I found a pretty good balance. I'm going to pat myself on the back here mm -hmm. um, in that I try to let them have their own space in their room so long as there's no food products and, you know, trash is a big thing. Throw away the trash. I give them a trash bag. Mm -hmm. But 
it's the public common spaces where I require them to clean up at the end of the day. I actually do really want the kitchen done, like the the dishes clean and everything. Because here's the thing, like you, I don't think I would be able to function well if I came down in the morning and everything was crazy. Like it really bothers me. It really starts me off on the wrong foot. Right. So that's kind of where I am about the whole thing. I think it's a good balance. It teaches kids, okay, where there are other people involved, you need to clean up. But in your own space, like, go for it. My dad gave me the best advice when I moved into my own apartment the first time after college in Manhattan. I had this little studio, and he said to me, Liz, keep your apartment clean because it means you can always have a surprise guest over. And it was like a very (laughs) wink, wink, like you know, you may hook up. <laughs> like, I think that's kind of what he was saying. That's awesome. But it was really good. It was true. It was true. And you know what? It totally bit me in the ass last week. My aunt was in visiting from LA and we got our signals crossed and she showed up no. at my door. And it was like two days after the kids had left for camp and everything was all over the place. I had like Mabel's labels stuck to every surface and it was crazy. And I was like, I'll meet you at a coffee shop. And we met there because I, I really couldn't have her in my home. And I felt <laughs> Awful. I felt terrible. And I kept thinking about what my dad said. Like, if your house is clean or clean enough, then you can always have people over. And I think that's great. And I've actually said that to my kids. Look, you don't have to make your bed all the time. You have to clean up all the time. But wouldn't you like to be able to have your friends just show up after school and not, you know, have to keep your door closed or not go in your room or not be able to find everything? And they actually relate to that. They like the idea of being able to find their stuff at minimum. Well, I mean, I think that's the big deal for me. Because, like, you know, as you know, we are somehow the finders of everything. I don't know if, you know, if that's in your house, but mine is like, Mom, do you know where this is? Do you know where this is? And I'm like, what am I? Like, do I look like a finding robot to you? I, I'm lucky for me, my oldest daughter, since she was like four, she'd go, I'm the best finder, Mom. That's, that's <laughs> And she son. is. We call her the finder. Yeah, she and Drew. Like, they can find anything. They have, like, some kind of magical divining rods in their heads that allow them to, like, close their eyes, channel, and then be like, here's your keys between the cushions of the couch, mom. Like, it's amazing. So I count on her for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the other thing for me is that I try to remember that it's developmentally appropriate for kids to not be, like, super neat, right? Yeah, I I like that point that you made. Yeah. Like, it's not really developmentally appropriate for them to like color code their clothes in their drawers and you know make sure all their shoes are lined up in their closet oddly my daughter has color coded her closet I'm not kidding and you know how messy my kids rooms are all the time she has organized her entire closet I swear she's never even been on Pinterest she's only 11 (laughs) she's not influenced by like crazy people on Instagram who fake their perfect lives but she decided she wanted to organize all the clothes in her closet by color. And it makes her really happy. Now, the rest of her room is disgusting, but that makes me happy. Like, she found what makes her happy. Well, I think that's a great point. That's a great point. I think also tapping into what makes your kids tick. Well, like, if they're big readers, I bet they would really appreciate having an incredibly organized bookshelf that's organized the way they can use it best, whether it's by color or alphabetical or types of books or, you know, by age. Like, if your kid is super into Lego, like we've covered so many organization tips on cool mom picks for how to organize tough to organize 
organize things like Legos or cosmetic brushes or, you know, those like tricky things. Yep. And I think if your kids are really into Legos, they love having a place where they know, okay, the little heads are here and the minifigures are here and all the Star Wars-y stuff is here. Like that makes it easier for them to play. Absolutely. Dude, I have one gigantic bin and it is the bane of my existence because my kids love Legos, but they are always searching and searching and, it, you know, you hear them play in the other room. Do you have that head? <laughs> Has anyone seen that yellow yeah, thingy piece? My kids have some kind of weird system and I can't follow it. Like, I'm inclined to just dump everything into one bin like you. And they're like, no, mom, those are the special pieces for the classroom on Mars that we're building. Like, I don't even know what they're doing. Step away. They, in their own minds. Step away. So I think, to your point, that's a good opportunity for them to say, I want to organize my Legos this way. And you go, great, here's six bins. You label them. You sort them the way you want them and make yes. it your own. See, and that's totally what I got also from reading A Gift of Failure. And especially the Brainstorm book, which has a super really long title that I can't remember right now. So we're going to put all these links. We'll just say Brainstorm. We'll just say Brainstorm. And also, just remember, everyone, we put all all the links we talk about on our site. It's cool. Mom picks, P-I-C-K-S dot com. Look for the podcast page. You'll find it. It's in big caps. And so what they were saying is let them problem solve. Yeah. Kids are equipped, especially when you're dealing with tweens and teens. Their brain is so creative and always trying to find new and different ways to doing things. Hence all the issues that we have with tweens and teens. <laughs> so tap into that. You know, like for me, my daughter probably like your daughter, has a ton of art supplies. Yeah. And just getting her a tackle box, like I bought her this big, huge caboodles tackle box thing, and boom, all of a sudden, at least the art supplies were in one place, you know? And that, to yeah. me, was a big deal. You know, as much as we give KonMari a lot of shit, I think it was the first tidying book that ever helped me because it helped me take everything down into manageable bits, just like me cleaning under the kitchen sink for one day. Like, it was like one little thing at a time. Well, the emotion emotional attachment for you was big too. And yeah, I think yeah, that's really a KonMari big. thing, right? And to be able to say goodbye to things was really helpful. And I think that's starting to help my younger daughter who is like, I mean, every like broken, <laughs> like spider plastic ring from a goodie bag from when she was three and she's nine now. She'll be like, Mom, but that was so special. <laughs> like any little piece of, I'll be like, this is a broken antenna from some robot that you had in kindergarten. She'll be like, but I loved it. Like she can't get rid of anything. So I think it's going to work really well on her, too, to say, hey, it gave me joy. Let's think of the memory we have. And you know what I do sometimes? Actually, this is a good trick. I'll take a picture of the thing for her. Oh, that's a great Maybe idea. Maybe she never looks at it again. But I'll say, look, I know you loved this artwork that's like, you know, one of 87 exactly identical pieces of artwork that you made in nursery school. <laughs> Let's take a picture of it. And then we always have it saved and it won't get yellowed and it won't get bent. And then we can get rid of the original. And she likes that idea. So That's a great parents, tip. That is an organization expert tip by the way so you're so on, I right? have one you do you have more than one you have at least two <laughs> but also Liz don't you feel like it comes down to picking your battles I mean that's what I it do. came down to for me I think all of life comes down to picking it does your I mean I think that's not just you're right it's not just parenting that is life and for yeah. me it was causing such a rift in our relationship where we get along so well and I'm like why is this such a thing why do I care about it I mean honestly I'm not really in her room uh -huh. she does her homework she's a great student. She's a wonderful person. She helps me out whenever I need her to do anything. But then we would be fighting about her room. And so, you know what, when I decided to say, all right, this is not the battle I want to have. This right. isn't it. I I totally agree. So much now, better. I have a slightly different situation than a lot of parents, which is we have kind of a loft-like apartment in Brooklyn. And my kids 
room, which was my former office, it opens to our dining room. It's not like on a separate floor and a separate wing of our McMansion. <laughs> like it's right in the middle of the apartment. And so if my kid's door is open, that means anybody in anywhere in the apartment can see what's inside. That doesn't mean it's always clean. It just means I'm like super aware of closing that door a lot. Yeah. And yeah. So yeah. I've tried to pick the battles too. Like if we have people coming over, I want it clean. But you know what? I've decided not to make bed making a battle. And I know a lot of parents feel really strongly about making a bed. Gretchen Rubin feels really strongly about making yes, a bed. Yes, she does. And I even know that when I get to bed at night and it's a clean, nicely made bed, it feels really good. Yes. But you know what? I just don't get around to it. And I decided not to beat myself up over it. And that's not a battle I'm going to fight. I would rather the kids like clear their dishes in the morning. I would rather them make sure that the play spaces in the living room, like the common spaces like you are cleared up. Yes. And here's like my one deal breaker. I think we all have some strange tidying deal breaker. I have really, really big, wide windowsills in the living room. And when you walk in, it's like the first thing you see. And I refuse to let them keep any stuff up there. Yeah, that I, that's actually easy. true. I've seen your windowsills a lot. And I it's do realize. It's got flowers and art on there it has right nothing, now. It yeah, looks nice. It does. Well, you know what? I just thought of this. I've never seen anything up there other than beautiful things. See? Even when the whole rest of my apartment is messy, I feel like if you walk in and the first thing you see is stacks of crap all over the windowsills, it like, you know, impacts your view of the whole apartment. So they know they're not allowed to keep anything, store anything, throw anything, put anything on those windowsills, which to their little eyes probably looks like a big, beautiful platform for mess. <laughs> yeah. So that's like my one deal breaker. There may be stuff all over the house, but the windowsills <laughs> look good. You have gorgeous. I'll take whatever win I can get. <laughs> well, I know. Like, can we have one space? You know, like sometimes I feel like my bedroom isn't even like my sacred space anymore because my kids are always in and out of oh, it. Oh, you've seen my bedroom. Room. Well, but I still have kids that sleep in my room in the middle of the night. And so I mm -hmm. like that idea. I like, you know, for some people who their bedroom isn't that space, you know, maybe find your windowsill, listeners. Find your windowsill. <laughs> I like that. That's like our own metaphor. Everyone has a windowsill. What's yours? All right. So listen, you know, I've shared my priorities, Liz, you know, in terms of like common spaces, no trash, no food in the rooms. Can you just talk about, you know, for the listeners, like what are your priorities or tips in terms of of, you know, your battles and what you feel is important for your kids. Well, here's the first thing, and this may take us back a little bit, but I still think that housework, the fear of housework, the concerns about a tidy house are overwhelmingly a woman's thing. And we haven't progressed as far as we'd like in that department. And I think it's partially cultural and it's just like built into us from an early age. But like I found data, data nerd, <laughs> that, you know, Working Mother magazine did a report last year where they found that housework disproportionately affects women. So in some way, I'd like to let it go because why do I feel so heavily responsible as a woman? I don't know if men feel quite the same way. And the data seems to support that. The other thing that's really interesting is that when you think about chores and the division of chores, that more frequently, and this is, again, this is data, men's chores tend to have a finite endpoint. Very interesting. So, like, it's obvious when the garbage cans have been taken out. They can be like, I'm done. Time for football, right? Yes. But women are, like, planning activities and scheduling doctor's appointments and remembering to get their boosters up to date, and they've got to plan birthday parties and do thank you notes. And it's almost like it never ends. And so I think <laughs> I, chores... I don't think it does. Like, I, I <laughs> okay, literally don't it never think it ends. ends. I'll be more definitive <laughs> with that. Vacation planning, like, notes to teachers, 
there's coordinating schedules. So even beyond just household chores, I think overall, like household responsibilities that women tend to take on are greater and more mentally time consuming. So I try to keep that in mind, like a data nerd that I am. I try to remember that I've been conditioned to feel more guilty about mess than I probably should. And so if I start there, I don't feel as bad. When I look at the dishes in the sink, I'll tell myself, yeah, but I paid the mortgage today. (laughs) I love that. I try to kind of prioritize that way. Like, well, I'm doing this other thing for the household that may not be dishes right now. Yeah. But then as far as just the pure tidying, you know, obviously, like I said, I'd like people to be able to come over at any time. And so that informs what I want cleaned first. And that usually means anything that looks dirty, like, you know, potato chip wrappers or like M&Ms under the couch, which I don't even know who buys them M&Ms, let alone how they get under the couch. But (laughs) they're there. I think that's my boyfriend sneaking them in, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Anything that is like dirty and clean, that's number one. And then anything that's messy in a common space is number two. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it's kind of like whatever seems to be bugging me that day. That's the priority. But making beds, like I think some of that basic stuff, just really not a priority for me. And maybe it will be different at some point or when we have a different layout in our apartment. But um, right now I'm trying to just focus on what seems to make the most difference when people come over for the first time. I I would like their first impression not to be like, oh my God, (laughs) this is a horror show. (laughs) Basically, that's what it comes down to. Maybe third, but not first. (laughs) Well, you know, okay, so for me, I think a lot about the future and in terms of what my kids remember. And is it always going to be, oh, you know, mom, like she was too busy to like play with us, to have fun, to do all these things because she was doing dishes, cleaning up the table. I love that perspective. Yeah. You know, like, do I really want, but she had a clean floor on my, you know, my gravestone, you know, like, (laughs) no, I don't want that there. I want it to be that I was fun and awesome and cool. And, and they remember the cool things that we did together. Not that I was bugging them all the time about putting things away. I love that. That's the big thing for me. And then also it's a lot about, is this affecting their ability to do what they need to do. You know, like, are they being hindered to do their schoolwork, to get stuff done? You know, are they unable to find things all the time? Yes. You know, like, those are the questions I ask myself. And if a lot of it is yes, then I'm like, all right, then we need to find a plan to deal with this. But, you know, again, just taking this all the way back to my daughter's room, all the questions I was asking, they were all Uh no. It was no. You know, is this, you know, Uh, infringing on her schoolwork? Is this doing XXX? No, no, no. And then I'm like, you know what? The room can stay messy. I like that you've thought it through so much. Like, I haven't thought it through nearly as much as you have. And I, you know, you, you inspire me. (laughs) (laughs) You make me want to be a better cleaner. No, really, Netflix I want to think chores, about baby. That Netflix and chores. I want to like make a list. Like I want to think about the things that I prioritize, and I bet that would be a really helpful exercise for our listeners too. Like if you're struggling with this, if you feel like things are always overwhelming or a mess, or you can't wrangle it, or you're trying to figure out like what to get your kids to do or not to, like make a list of what you think is important to you, and it'll be interesting, I think, to see what rises to the top. Well, we would love to hear from you guys. Tell us, you know, what are your pet peeves? What are the bad 
battles that you choose to take on or the ones that you skip, you can find us on Twitter. It's at CoolMomPicks, P-I-C-K-S. Use the hashtag SpawnedShow. You can find us on Facebook and drop us an email, spawned at CoolMomPicks.com. We do answer every single one. And now after the show, I'm going to go check the email. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back after this quick message. We're so happy to welcome my wonderful nursery rhyme collection from Silver Dolphin Books as our newest Spawn sponsor. Yay, Silver Dolphin Books. This is a really cool book, by the way, Kristen. I checked it out, and it just launched this week, so it's brand new. And it's 192 pages of classic nursery rhymes. You know, Baba Black Sheep, the stuff you guys know. But each one is really gorgeously illustrated by a different modern artist. And, you know, I'm kind of a design geek. Kind and of a design geek. Come <laughs> like, on. I can name typefaces besides Comic Sans. There you go. And See, this, be honest. I even think this book looks amazing. No, it does. They sent me a copy and it's beautiful. And you know what's funny is neither of us have babies anymore, sadly, or maybe not so sadly. But <laughs> like, I love it. I love flipping through it. I mean, my mom was so huge about teaching us nursery rhymes. And so for me, it's so nostalgic to look through. But honestly, if you are going to baby showers, if you've got a toddler or preschool birthday party. It's really something lovely that the parents and that little baby and toddler will really appreciate. And you know what I like about my wonderful nursery rhyme collection? And we've given this suggestion on Cool Mom Picks before, which is that let's say you're buying something on the registry for a baby gift, like a pump or, you know, a year supply of diapers, something kind of more practical. It's always nice to throw in something that kind of reflects your style and taste too. And this does it for me because it's so modern and cool looking. And I think it's just so sentimental and sweet. So it's a way to kind of personalize something that might not otherwise be as personal. Yes, it's got a pretty die cut cover, a sewn in ribbon bookmark, and it's so affordable. It's under $15. That is a nice price for a baby gift. That's my wonderful nursery rhyme collection. It's published by Silver Dolphin Books, innovative children's books designed to enlighten and entertain. And you can learn more at the publisher's website, silverdolphinbooks.com. All right, well, now it's time for... Cool Picks of the Week! Cool Picks of the Week! Yay! I've missed doing this. I know. I love telling people about all the exciting things that I've found (laughs) that are making my life better. Well, even though we do that every day, several times a day on our websites, it's kind of fun to just talk about it here on the show. So I'd like to start with a cool new beauty product. Mm-hmm. You're always introducing me to all the cool new beauty products. Well, now it's your turn, sister. So what do you got? So ages ago, someone sent me a sample of this. It's called Boom Boom. <laughs> boom Boom. Sorry, I'm laughing. I know. Boom Boom Seamless Brow. And the reason it's called that is because the Boom Boom Brow Room is this popular eyebrow shaping salon in New York. It's It's like super popular really cool that's a name you know like blow is (laughs) or dry barred is blow dry this is specifically about brows okay so boom 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 I I always feel like boom boom Washington which is a welcome back Cotter reference for those of you as old as I am (laughs) (laughs) wow from those of you I just picture of him being like hey 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 seamless brow (laughs) (laughs) and that was a terrible impression he sounded nothing like that it's okay we forgive you you just made an amazing reference while talking about your eyebrows that like four people are gonna get (laughs) (laughs) So, Boom Boom Seamless Brow. This one is for everybody, even if you were born long after I was. I called it my new makeup must-have, and I don't do that often. So, I've said before that I think that eyebrows are the number one most important aspect of your face. And if you go 
go out with no makeup on at all, at least have like groomed eyebrows. Or if you're going to put one thing on, use brow shadow or gel and shape your brows. It makes you look polished even if you have nothing on. And so I've always used a Bobbi Brown shadow, which I love. I'm still going to continue using it forever. It's in taupe and it's fantastic. So they sent me this seamless brow gel, which looks like the pens you recommended for getting great cat's eyes for eyeliner. Oh, interesting. Except made for your brows. And obviously I was concerned. I'm very skeptical hearing this right now. I thought it would look like a toddler took a black Sharpie to my eyebrows (laughs) (laughs) or like scribbled over in some sort of like filter app with like giant black eyebrows over my face. But that's not the case. It's actually really light. You kind of apply it with like these little feathery short strokes. So you're not coloring it in like a coloring book. And it looks really good. And for those of us, you know, pushing 40 and beyond, you know, your (laughs) eyebrows start thinning out. It's like you start getting hair in places you don't want it and losing hair in places. That's like the definition of 40 plus. Pretty much. That's so sad. Anyway. Where did this hair come from? And where did this hair go? (laughs) Back to the boom, boom, seamless brow. So what you do is you just use it like a little pen, basically, and go over your eyebrows and it makes it look fuller and thicker and really good and really natural. And torture test, I even tried it during my recent high school reunion. Ooh. That's a whole other episode. Whoa. And like, it looked really good. It stay on all night. It didn't sweat at all. I off. cannot wait to try this. It really is good. Okay, because I've always had thick brows, I have to say. Like, I've never really needed eyebrow stuff. But you lately, have nice I've brows. been trying it. And, you know, I've been doing a little shadow in there. And I do love the way it looks. You're right. It totally makes you look pulled together without a full face of makeup. It's true. And actually, I was partly inspired by you. If you listeners go to our Instagram feed, oh, it's just cool mom pics on Instagram, you'll see a lot of pictures of Kristen when she has her <laughs> makeup done all fancy, like for your birthday this summer. Yes. And you had really thick brows and you look gorgeous and like 10 years younger. So Woo! 14. All right. I'll take it. All right. So boom, boom, seamless prow pen. You will find it on Cool Mom Picks and we'll put the link obviously on our podcast page. Yeah. So what's your cool pick of the week? Okay. So this has a little bit to do with this organization messy topic and it's Poshmark. Now I know when we had the Elfmans on, they were awesome. Jenna Elfman talked about Poshmark. It's an app that you can use to sell any of the old stuff in your closet. So that's great for like cleaning stuff out. I'm cleaning out all my skinny clothes uh-huh. because I'm done. Unlike Jenna's skinny clothes, which are like a negative two yes, long. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my skinny clothes, I've decided I'm going to clean out my closet, make some room and put them on Poshmark. But the big news is that they've just added kids stuff. Okay, so this is like a consignment exactly. kind of thing for people yeah. who don't know where you yeah. can like sell your stuff instead of going through eBay or Craigslist, right? Exactly. And it's so easy to sell stuff. I mean, the app is really, really great. I've been using it for the last couple weeks now. You just take photos, you upload stuff. I mean, it's one of those things, I'll be honest, I had no idea that this kind of existed. And then I got on there and it's like a whole new world. Ooh, yeah, you make like, me want to sell stuff. Yes. You make me want to be a better cleaner and you make me want to sell stuff. Yes. See, <laughs> I sold a pair of skinny jeans. But here's really? the thing. As we get into back to school... I'm so excited that they added kids stuff because if you don't have someone to hand me down, you know, I am very lucky. I get a lot of Liz's hand-me-downs and I have an older daughter and two younger daughters, so they get a lot of hand-me-downs. Oh yeah, they just got some cute Hannah Anderson sneakers They did. So if you don't have that option, this is a great place to put stuff up so easily. You know, of course, we love local consignment shops and stuff, but this is very convenient. And the other thing though is that you can buy kids stuff. That's great. My daughters have been dying for Doc Martens. Yeah. And this is like the best place vans like any of those like expensive brands that you might want to save some money on 
I am so excited. I found like Doc Martens. Not kidding you. They look brand new for $20. Are they? Because I, yes. I will say, here's like my one weird thing is used shoes. I know. I not know. like, not if it's someone I know. Like if you gave me Quinlan's hand-me-down shoes, I'd be totally cool with that. But I, I've always been a little, like I'll buy anything at Goodwill or on consignment. I think that's really great. Um, but like someone else's shoes. Yeah. I don't know why that freaks yeah, yeah. me out a little no, bit. No, you know what? A lot of the stuff on there is new, either with tags or without tags. Oh, And you can I'm see in. tons of photos. And what's great is it kind of works like a social network. So you can message the person like Twitter, you know, you at them and uh-huh. you can say, hey, could I see more photos of the inside? Or, hey, can you tell me more about like how much they were worn? And you can have a conversation with the seller and you can even haggle. So you could say like, how about, how about 15 bucks for this? Wow. So you haven't yet had any weirdos be like, so can I see you in that? In, your, in just those skinny jeans? Kristen. No, because you know what? No one wants to see me in those skinny jeans anymore, Liz. I think you look great in any jeans. So anyway, that's my pick. Go to the Poshmark app. It's completely free. And now they've added kids stuff. And by the way, men's stuff. So those of you who are married or have partners and you want to clean out their closets, dude, they sell men's clothes. Although I will say, marital tip, um, don't do it without asking them first. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I won't That's give, a great one. I won't Poshmark. give any marital tips about that. But anyway. <laughs> I'm excited to check that out. Thank you. I could really use that, actually. So I'm, I'm glad to now get two people I trust recommending it to me. So thank you. All right, everyone. Well, thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Spawn. We are so glad that you guys stuck with us. Thanks for hanging in there with our little summer break. But we're back, and you'll have regular episodes every week that will hopefully pop up on your podcast app on your phone or in your iTunes on your computer. Yeah, just be sure to subscribe to the RSS and then you'll get notifications every time you have a new episode of Spawned Up. And, you know, hey, considering how great it makes your day, who wouldn't want that? And we have to say a huge thanks to our engineer, John Bowen, who makes us sound amazing and funny every week. (laughs) (laughs) And hey, thank you, our listeners, so much for your reviews. Every time we see a new one pop up, especially the nice ones, it makes us really happy. We call each other and go, yay, someone nice took the time to give us a review. So when you do that, thanks, just know it really makes our day. And it helps other people find Spawn. So thanks for listening to Spawn. This is Kristen. And this is Liz. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.